Hello there, all you creeps. If you're one of the many new listeners, or even if you're someone who's been around and has chosen not to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, do it now, or I will forever haunt you in your home. That basically just means I will provide you with the best cuddling that you've ever experienced, and I'll probably do your dishes, honestly. You can also help support us all by giving us a five-star rating on Spotify and by following us on our social media at The Fright Crew on Insta and The Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. I also just want to tell you guys how much we adore and appreciate all of your continued support, and we thank you from the bottom of our decrepit little hearts. Now, roll the intro. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> What's spooky, you creeps? I'm your hunchbacked sidekick who accidentally grabs the wrong freaking brain, Jensen Harper. <laughs> I am a sweet, innocent little child with a kitten who sees a giant fucking monster come out of the woodworks, and I invite him to come and play with me. <laughs> Courtney. See if you can float. <laughs> Yeah, that was not my best decision, I will say. <laughs> poor guy. Poor poor girl, poor guy, poor everybody. Jeez. Oh, man. But we're here. We are in the spooky zone, baby. It is still somehow the month of October with how fast time moves on. It's still October. It's still spooky season. And we're very excited that we're covering Frankenstein. <laughs> I just had to yes. throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> From... Literally 19 what? Like 30... 31. 31, dude. Yes. Hell yeah. And we were talking about it last week that I believe this is the oldest film we've covered on the podcast. Yeah. I've talked about my obsession with older black and white film and all that stuff, but we haven't covered anything. So don't get me wrong. Like, I started doing my research, dude. Okay. We got to put our hands in the air and praise the fact that it was what? An hour and 20 minutes, maybe? Hour and 10. Hour 10, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, literally just thinking, like, on my knees, sucking Frankenstein's dick, you know? But <laughs> So was I. Yeah, Damn, exactly. he's two-timing. Dude, yeah, yeah. I got the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, we're, we're stoked on that. But when I dipped into the research, I my, my dumbass brain, my kid brain was like, it's an old film. There's not going to be any info on it. Like, no, you know, I didn't think it was going to be so crazy. But your boy has got a deep oh, dive yeah. on the director. It's an iconic film. It is. So, I just was sense. not expecting that. I think it's like probably my deepest dive on a director so far to date. So it might but. be also because like Carnival of Souls, we found like nothing. On. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like similar, like black and white old film. Yeah. Just stuff like that. Yeah. We've had a lot of film that we've covered that we haven't exactly had to do massive, massive deep dives. But this one I was like, huh, <laughs> it was quite intense. So. Which is good because I kept mine kind of short and sweet because you had told me that you were able to pull so much. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'll keep mine a little bit shorter. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if I were to gush, I mean, the reason I picked this is because I genuinely think this is hands down the best Universal Monster film um, done. It's not my favorite, but I think it's the best done. Yeah. And I know that's 
highly debatable to some people. Like some people will say Bride of Frankenstein is a little bit better and stuff, but I just think compared to like it's eons better than fucking Dracula. I'm really sorry. Dracula is a cool movie, but I don't love it. I think it's kind of boring, but this one just is fucking fantastic. So, and it's one of those ones. It's Frankenstein is the kind of movie that I feel like even like elementary school kids have seen it by proxy. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah. on TV sometimes and everybody and knows it's like it. Parts of the film are like on televisions in other movies. Right. So yeah. like no matter what movie you've watched, there's probably something that relates to this movie and that somehow. Exactly. Like everybody references it. You know, there's always like some type of like in a, in a kooky movie, like Hocus Pocus, there will be like a Frankenstein yeah. character, you know, things like that. So Halloween town. Right. Yeah. There's always some type of Frankenstein monster looking thing. And it's just iconic. And I don't know, to me, there's something comforting about black and white horror, especially universal monster films mm-hmm. um, that are perfect. Perfect for Halloween time. Oh, yeah. This one especially feels like Halloween to me. Yes. Like, it just reminds me like, the 90s, to be honest. Like, and maybe maybe I watched it as a kid or something growing up, but there's something nostalgic about it. And just how the vibes were back in the day when everything was very, like, Microsoft Paint. You know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost a little cheesy. You can see the, the creases and everything and... I just, oh, it's so charming. So, I mean, other than that, do you really have any, like, gush to add? Pretty much everything you said. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like. I just love the, like, aesthetic. I love yes. the spooky mansion. Oh my the lightning. Gosh. The, yeah. like, hunchback. Yeah, um, yeah. All of it. Just perfection, dude. The acting is on point. Like, ah, it's just so classic. So, with that being said, we've gushed enough. I think I've spoken for us and our listeners that. They should agree. If you don't like Frankenstein, I, I really genuinely, out of any time I've ever said this, I question our friendship because that doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. Like even it's just, true. Yeah, it that true. would just be weird. I mean, like I could see if someone was like, "Yeah, it's a good movie, but it's not one of my favorites." Like that's fine. But like I've never ever met someone that was like negative on Frankenstein. So, wow, that was a lot. But let's get into it. Let's. Get into. Let's crack open the cranium and get to the monster's brain, Courtney. Ooh, the abnormal brain. <laughs> the abnormal brain. <laughs> That's what I was gonna actually be as my character, but <laughs> the abnormal brain. Yes. I wasn't sure how that would how that would sound, but I am an abnormal brain. If anybody was wondering. Yes, that's how you identify. <laughs> I identify your, as an abnormal brain. It's your rising sun. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Uh, So Frankenstein is a 1931 American pre-code science fiction horror film. That is a lot to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Directed by James Whale, uh, produced by Carl Lamel Jr. and adapted from a 1927 play by Peggy Webling, Mm -hmm. uh, which in turn um, was based on Mary Shelley's 1818 novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. Yep. Uh, the Webling play was adapted by John L. Um, Balderston and the screenplay written by Francis Edward Fargo. I'm trying with these names. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Garrett Fort with uncredited contributions from Robert Flory and John Russell. Mm. 
Um, so it was produced and distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, the film was a huge success upon its release. Um, and it spawned a number of sequels and spinoffs. Um, it has had a significant impact on popular culture, as we were saying. Uh, the imagery um, of a quote-unquote mad scientist with a hunchback assistant. And the film's depiction of Frankenstein's monster has become iconic. Yes. For good reason. Yes. Um, and then in 1999, the United States Library of Congress selected Frankenstein for um, preservation in the National Film Registry as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Hell yes, aesthetically. <laughs> it is so aesthetic. I yes. can't. I can't say it enough. It's my personality trait, for yep. being honest. Same. Same. <laughs> um, so the film opened in New York City at the Mayfair Theater on December fourth of nineteen thirty-one, um, and it grossed fifty-three thousand dollars in one week, okay. which is crazy for that time of. Mm the world uh the, <laughs> the film was a commercial success of course um in june 1932 the film had earned uh reportedly 1.4 million dollars um in 1943 universal reported it had earned a profit of 708,871 and by 1953 all the frankenstein re-releases earned an estimated profit of 12 million okay um, so Frankenstein was followed by a string of sequels, as I mentioned, um, beginning with Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, next sequel was Son of Frankenstein, which is 1939. Ghost of Frankenstein, which was released in 1942. Uh, the fifth installment, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman in 1943. Mm -hmm. And House of Frankenstein, 1944. Yep. Have you seen all these? Um, most of them. <clears throat> I think I'm missing House of Frankenstein, honestly. I do own the whole box set, so I have it. Okay. Yeah, I haven't caught that one. And there's also Frankenstein meets Abbott and Costello, which is like a comedy. Yes. Yep. But, yep. Um, and then lastly, for my ratings, we, of course, nobody's surprised, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds about right. Anything yeah. that is old and black and white, it will be 100%. <laughs> Um, and then IMDb, we have another high score of 7.8 out of 10. And uh, Letterboxd, Jensen probably has that. On Letterboxd, it is a 3.9 out of 5. I disagree, Larry. Yeah, I, I was going to say wrong. Yep. <laughs> wrong, wrong. Yep. I want to, like, find those people. I can <laughs> <Me> look <too. laughs> up. So the, in the world, there are 77 people who gave it a half star. What the fuck? Like, let me shake your hand because i hate you we should go leave like <laughs> yelp reviews on their work page with their name in it yeah yeah and put like a uh, half a star could you imagine be like victor <laughs> was a complete dick to me today for real dead ass those are people who don't like black and white movies that's it yeah there's the there's no other and haters that's that's yeah. all so fuck them oh yeah yeah people who their favorite horror movie is probably conjuring left <laughs> Stars. <laughs> we always throw the shade <laughs> so heavy with the conjuring shit. I hate conjuring. My I um, I love Insidious. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now, Larry? <laughs> All right, guys. So yeah, like I said, um, turns out James Whale's story is pretty intense, and I didn't even really touch the surface. I mean, I did, but like, it's it's a pretty long one so honestly honestly i would suggest to stick around because he has a pretty awesome story but if you don't care go ahead and skip probably about 10 minutes <laughs> so. you're like skip an hour and 43 <laughs> i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> 
So, James Whale was born in Dudley, Worcestershire, on July 22nd, 1889. His birthday's the day before mine. There you go. There you go. Same year and everything. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He attended Cates Hill Board School, then Bayless Charity School, and finally Dudley Blue Coat School. But James wasn't as strong as his brothers were, so he started work as a cobbler where he would even reclaim the nails from the old souls just to sell them to get a little bit of extra money. The things you had to do back in the day, it's in crazy. the early 1900s, it's like, whoops, I guess I gotta sell nails. <laughs> <laughs> Churn butter. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he would also hand letter signs and price tags for his neighbors to make a little bit of side money as well. And with that money, he used it to pay for evening classes at the Dudley School of Arts and Crafts. But quickly after that, in 1914, World War One broke out and he essentially knew that conscription was inevitable. So he enlisted himself and actually ended up being taken as a prisoner of war during the battle on the Western Front in Flanders in 1917. He was held at, uh, sorry, but Holzminden officers camp where he actually stayed until the war was over in 1918. So he was there for a while. Um, <clears throat> turns out it was kind of litty though. Cause while he was imprisoned in the camp, he became involved as an actor, writer and producer of the onsite amateur theatrical productions. So this is kind of where he got to start with that kind of stuff. Um, after the war, he returned to Birmingham and ended up selling a couple of cartoons to the bystander, which was a paper in 1919, but couldn't quite make a career out of it. So instead, he decided to move on to the stage as an actor and set designer. Uh, he ended up directing the stage play Journey's End in 1928, which is considered the best play about World War One. And it was because of this play that he got movie producers' attention. Right at the height of the transition from silent films to talking films, also called talkies, producers were interested in directors with experience with dialogue, so he was a natural fit. And in 1929, he signed a contract with Paramount Pictures where he signed on to direct a film called The Love Doctor. He also was chosen to direct the film adaptation of Journey's End, which was released in 1930, which was met with an insane amount of critical and commercial success. But around this time is when he met David Lewis, Lewis, I said that weird, who ended up moving in with him eventually and then became and they became partners. So in 1931, Will signed a five year contract with Universal Studios. The first film he made with them was Waterloo Bridge, and later that year, Carl Lamel Jr. offered Whale the choice of any property that the studio owned. So he decided on Frankenstein, mostly because he wanted to make something that wasn't related to, to war for once. This movie was widely released on November 21st, of which it was an instant hit with critics and audiences in general. And after this movie, he moved on to The Impatient Maiden and The Old Dark House, which were both released in 1932. After that... It was The Kiss Before the Mirror in 1933, which was a critical success, but didn't pull in a ton of money. But later that year, he came out with The Invisible Man, based off of the script written by H.G. Wells, another critical and commercial success. And personally, uh, this is probably my favorite. So just saying. I think you told me that before. Yeah, because it's kind of a comedy and it also has a massive kill count. Um, (laughs) It's awesome, dude. The Invisible Man rules so hard. So let's move on to Bride of Frankenstein from 1935. He was initially apprehensive about making it because he didn't want to be pigeonholed into being a horror-only director. Uh, Of course, this one is considered to be Wales' masterpiece, though. Uh, His personal favorite of the films that he made is Remember Last Night, which is a comedy mystery. 
even though this one wasn't really a success at the box office. And in 1936, he directed Showboat, which many critics believe this to be a faithful adaptation from the musical. And in 2020, Criterion Collection actually decided to put it out on 4K. So, some crazy stuff in 1937 happened that caused his his career to basically fall off as a director. Basically, he was chosen to make The Road Back, which was another film based off of World War One. And when a man named George Gisling, Gisling, whatever, Gisling, <laughs> when he learned of it being in production, he protested it, claiming that the film gave an untrue and distorted picture of the German people. Even though, obviously, like it didn't, <laughs> because with the coming years of World War II, yeah, we knew what they were up to. So, Jisling uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually sent letters to the cast members threatening that their participation in the film might lead to difficulties in obtaining German filming permits. But Universal didn't really care, and they went on with production. The film originally after release, which was Will's cut of it, was actually positively received, but then was cut and had seen shot and inserted into the film, which Germany ended up banning the film anyway, and even got other countries to ban the film anyway too. So, But yeah, Germany got involved and had them basically put in German propaganda. So that's cool. So, sadly, Will retired from the film industry in 1941 after shooting his final film in 1939, The Man in the Iron Mask. Many people think that there is potential that his career was ended due to homophobia within Hollywood, um, which I could definitely see, obviously, back in that day. I mean, shit, even these days, I wouldn't be shocked, you know? Uh, Will was incredibly bored after his retiring, all while his partner was very busy at the time with what he was working on. But World War II broke out, so he made a training film for the U.S. Army, and he did also return to Broadway a couple of years later. So while in Paris one year, Will met a 25-year-old bartender named Pierre Fogel at a gay bar. Will really enjoyed his company and decided to hire him as, hire him as his chauffeur. He was there for a play that he was working on. Will returned to California later that year, and he told David that he had planned to bring Fogel over, which appalled David, so he moved out. But they did remain friends, and but it did sadly end their romantic relationship. So Fogel moved in with him for a while, but then Whale had a small stroke, and a few months after that, he had a larger stroke. And he ended up spending some time in the hospital and was treated for depression with shock treatments. Yeah, don't do oh, that. What the fuck? Yeah, don't do that. That's not cool. This is when Whale suffered from terrible mood swings as he became more dependent upon others. And sadly, James Will took his own life by drowning himself in his backyard pool on May 1957 at the age of 67. Um, yeah, that's fucked up that's and awful. sad. Yeah. <laughs> Bring the whole mood down. Jesus. <laughs> there is a memorial sculpture that was erected for James Whale in September 2001 in his hometown of Dudley. The sculpture created by Charles Hadcock depicts a roll of film with the face of Frankenstein's monster engraved into the frames with all of his most famous films etched into a cast concrete base in the shape of film canisters. So that is James Wales's story. Super honestly tragic. Um, and I had no idea that he was openly gay, which is super rad. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy that we've had to go back to 1931 of covering of a film to find a gay director. Well, I mean, openly gay man. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think we've covered. No, that's wrong. 
I remember talking about one of the directors that was openly gay, but I just don't remember who. I can't. So. Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, I know it's it's come up, but still, that's that's pretty unheard of. So I just was like, I know I kind of went hard on his deep dive, but I thought it was. Yeah, for good you know, reason. Yeah, and like he directed other things that we may cover in the future, like The Invisible Man and stuff. So now yeah. it's out there and you can always listen to it. So um, as for the movie, I didn't pull a crazy amount, but obviously there was quite a bit. So during the making of the film, there was concern that the actress that played the little girl, uh, Courtney, would be terrified of Boris Karloff in the monster makeup. But when she saw him, she actually wanted to drive with him and they rode to the shooting location together. How cute. I feel like that's Courtney I don't energy blame her too. For being fucking terrified too. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh my god, he looks cool!" So I'm gonna ride with him. <laughs> so the licensing for the monsters makeup will no longer be under copyright in 2026. So that's coming up, and so are the rights to the film in 2027. Jesus, so even more so coming up. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, I can't imagine another studio other than universal owning frankenstein yeah it'd be so fucking weird could you a24 <laughs> oh could you imagine <laughs> they buy the fuck they'd come world. up with something freaking wonky too they if would like we made it they fucking would dude oh my gosh so, May Clark, who plays Elizabeth, told Boris Karloff that she might actually be a little scared of him in makeup. So, he told her that he would wave at her with his pinky off camera just so she knew it was her friend Boris, which is fucking Aww. adorable. Love Boris Karloff. I guess there's a poster out there of this film that is considered to be one of the most expensive movie posters out there and is worth at least $600,000. Um, I'll take it. And it's crazy, too. because they say, can we share it? Right? They I'll have um, it on the weekends. Yeah, for real. They described it in that trivia, and I tried to look it up, and nothing was coming up. It said that. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm trying to see yeah, if I can find it. It said that it was basically like him as the monster, like kind of standing over um, Elizabeth's like sleeping body or something, and it was like it's just super rare. So I was like, cool. So the look of the monster actually doesn't resemble the monster from the book. This was Jack P. Pierce's interpretation of it, which is interesting. So Bella Lugosi, which is who played Dracula, actually did some test footage as the monster, but was lost. And the only way that he can be seen as a monster is from a poster that was made. So that's pretty cool. So this is actually the first film to use the now famous Castle Thunder sound effect. Hell yes. I knew you'd like that one, so I waited. <laughs> That's what I put on repeat when I'm sleeping at night. For real? Yeah. <laughs> thunder, but like that specific one. Hell yeah. Spooky thunder. Oh yeah. Spooky thunder. So supposedly James Whale was jealous of the attention that Karloff as the monster was getting during the production and decided to make him carry Colin Clive up the mountain to the mill. <laughs> Clive felt bad and asked if a dummy could be used instead, but Whale refused and Karloff continued carrying Clive up the mountain, which supposedly... Literally fucked Karloff's back up to the point that it like kind of ruined his career a little bit. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because the they did a multiple issues. takes, and yeah, you actually had to carry him. And I think it said Colin Clive was like six foot, almost two hundred pounds, so he wasn't like a small boy. He was a pretty big dude, so that's rough, man. <clears throat> so Karloff's makeup took four hours each day to be applied, and also his costume weighed forty eight pounds, so that also contributed to. Going up the mountain. Jesus. 
So in the book, it's never mentioned how the monster is reanimated, but with electricity is now how it happened within every story since this movie. So that's pretty cool that it iconized that. Hell yes. Uh, the skeleton that Fritz bumps into in the classroom was a real human skeleton. It was cheaper and faster to find a real one rather than a fake one. But that tracks. They just I feel like in the 30s, they just had bones just like all over the ground. You know, they were like, just pick up a skeleton. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where the monster throws Maria into the lake was originally taken out of the film and was only added back in in 1986 on the DVD reissue. So... Maria, I'm sorry you weren't even in the film. <laughs> but that's all. Um, like I said, pretty big deep dive, honestly. But we got some notes and we got a fun discussion. So, All right, guys. Let's um, pump some electricity into the heart and get to some trivia. I mean, wow, some notes. <laughs> that's a trivia. Uh, let me see if my freaking... Because that's where my synopsis was. Ooh, I forgot about that. Let me see I if mean, there's we any can way just... that I can... Oh, I got it. Oh, it's still there. Thank God. (laughs) It's saved. (laughs) Dr. Henry Frankenstein has isolated himself from his family, friends, and colleagues, including from his father, his mentor, his best friend, and his fiancée, Elizabeth, to who he plans to marry very soon. Unknown to those around him, uh, what Dr. Frankenstein has been doing in secret with Fritz's assistance is work on a top-secret project. Using different body parts from deceased donors, he has stitched together a human with the most important component being the brain. Frankenstein wants to show the world that he can make this experiment come to life. Frankenstein is soon able to achieve this goal, but upon learning what Frankenstein has done, his friends, family, and colleagues, especially Dr. Waldman, believe that he is treading very dangerous waters in creating what they all believe to be a monster. This is due to one simple fact, the brain used, the one stolen from, stolen from Waldman's own laboratory, was abnormal. <laughs> As we said, me. <laughs> um, and it just so happens to have belonged to a criminal. Yep. After coming to his senses with an experiment, Henry decides that the monster should be destroyed. Will Henry be able to kill the one thing that he's given life to, or will he be left to save the lives of the whole town? Mm. Boom, boom, boom. Love it. That was that synopsis then, like was almost as long as the entire thunder film. And lightning clapping. Yeah, bam, bam, bam. I'll try to and, find some yeah. sound effects and add it in, <laughs> even though I won't be able to. That's all she wrote. <laughs> so if you had the power to reanimate a being, what would it be? Would you like create a humanoid monster like in this movie? Or would you just stick with like an animal, like in Frankenweenie or something like that? What what would you do? Oh, that's tough. Huh. Probably. <sighs> you stumped me. Usually I can like come up with something right off the top of my head, but I'm trying to think of what would be really cool. Right. I definitely, I mean, if we can bring back anything that once was living, I would do like some animal that was extinct. Dude, could you imagine like a Frankenstein's monster version of a mammoth? Fuck yeah. That'd be pretty freaking cool. <laughs> All right, if that's the case and we're bringing back things that are no longer here or people, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a Frankenstein uh, Brittany Murphy. Ooh, that's solid. She'd still kill the roles that she chose. Oh, she would. <laughs> I 
love her. Fuck yes. R.I.P. to the queen. Yes. I fucking love it, dude. They'd just be chilling. Like, she'd be riding around this mammoth. This would be... <laughs> could you imagine, like, in L.A. traffic? She's going to Hollywood to <laughs> film a set. And they're both just monsters on the fucking highway. <laughs> oh, I love it. Gosh. All right. Let's get into some notes. Love it. I'm stoked. So, it's cool because the movie opens up with sort of, like, a warning. Like, a... Uh, what is it called? A preface, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's the dude that plays Dr. Waldman. A dude saying how scary the story that's about to be told is. And also, the credit roll has, like, eyes and a creepy mask, which look yep. super duper awesome. And it also deliberately leaves out Boris Karloff's name from the credits for the monster, which is cool. So um, it just puts a question mark next to it, which is like, oh, I do got to point out. I, right. Yeah. You know what? Who's the monster? Um, <laughs> I did watch my version, like my DVD version. So I don't know if it strays at all from the uh, Tubi version that you watched, but we will find out. Well, aside from the commercials. True. Which is super annoying. I hate the freaking commercials. Were there a lot? Let you uh, yeah, quite a bit. And. It won't let you click off of the commercials to like go do something else on your computer because right. like the commercials pause. Yep, yep. I'm yep. like, how dare you? They know what they're doing. Tubi knows. They what do. Hundred percent. <laughs> they're like, watch this sour cream commercial. Yes. You have no choice. Daisy sour cream. Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> it really was actually. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, the story itself opens up with someone being buried, and it literally looks so fucking cool. I literally want my house to look like this at all times, please. Like, like, could you imagine walking into my living room and this is what it is? Like, just a cemetery? I could, actually, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely imagine that. I sleep in the hole. <laughs> oh, fucking... That's like a dream of mine, too, though. Seriously. That would be really freaking cool. How fucking cool would that be? Oh, I love it. Okay, idea that I want to patent because if I'm ever rich, I want to make this, dude. I just thought of this. Think of how cool it would be to create, like the old sets like this where it's got the backdrop and you can just get like photo ops and like just yeah. like have fun with it like could you imagine like the castle like going up to the castle but like the backdrop is fake and everything how fucking cool would that be i'm in so henry frankenstein the doctor and his sidekick fritz are essentially out stealing body parts from deceased humans uh if you think about it that's actually pretty fucking dark like when they steal a body part from the hanged body, and then they also steal a brain from the lab of a school, like we said. we They steal Courtney's criminal brain. <laughs> <laughs> and the setup of this uh, entire plot is that Fritz, while stealing the brain, steals the wrong brain. In two jars, there's a normal brain, and next to it is an abnormal brain. And he actually drops the normal brain, so he takes the abnormal one instead. And this is why the experiment goes a bit haywire, we can assume. So... I wonder what they used for his little hunch on his back. I know. I can only imagine how uncomfortable it was, though. It looked yeah. uncomfortable. He's just, like, hunched over. He's got a cane. I'm like, I'm, I bet he needed the cane, literally. <laughs> because of, like, the bricks and rocks <laughs> yeah, they have on his back. They're like, here, put this. It's 82 pounds. Sorry. So Henry's partner, Elizabeth, is becoming worried about him because he hasn't come home in a while. So she makes a friend, Victor, go check it out, but last minute decides to go with the help. And they visit the teacher at the university, Dr. Waldman, to ask him his opinion on if Henry is okay or not. At this point is when Dr. Waldman reveals to us that Henry Frankenstein is studying what no one else is. I think it was like electrobiology or something like that and how yeah. it affects the human body, basically. So he also points out 
that he was told by Henry that he needed fresher bodies and that the animal cadavers that he was attempting his experiments on just weren't quite working. Not good enough for him. Not good enough. This isn't Frankenweenie, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also an iconic movie. Yes. The Could live version and the Tim Burton version. Hey, honestly, a perfect uh, back-to-back double feature. Do it. Yeah. Do it up. I've never seen the uh, original Frankenweenie. Is it good? Is it, it worth time? It was, yeah. I liked okay. it a lot. It's okay. um, It was on Disney+. Plus. I don't yeah. know if it is anymore. I'm going to have to look. Because I've always been tempted to turn it on, but I just was like, uh, I'm going to spend the time watching the cute one, even though I'm sure that one's cute too. So. so back to it. Frankenstein's castle looks fucking incredible. Um, It's like on top of a mountain, and it's just so dope, dude. Like, Especially when they get into his lab. It just looks so cool with all the knobs and levers and shit. I, like, I'm not kidding when I say that I want my house to look like this. Like, I want, like, just random knobs and electricity flowing around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of knobs. That's yeah. all that matters. And I look all disheveled and my eyes are <laughs> fucking black. And, yeah. Oh, man. The character acting that Dwight Fry does playing Fritz is unreal good. He's so good. Dwight Fry, he killed all his roles like that. Like... The entire look is super dope, and mm-hmm. um, it's also cool to think about how, since we're talking about Frank and Weenie, how all the characters in that movie are based off of characters from this movie, like um, mm-hmm. the one little creepy neighbor kid that's like, I know about your dog. He's like, he kind of <laughs> looks like Fritz. He has like a hunchback and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he does. And, yeah, it's all pretty cool. Also, because um, we talked about the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. Which I could um, never find. Oh, you haven't seen it. Nope. I, I love that so much. If you get a chance to watch it or find it somewhere. Bro, I've been trying. Yeah. I had it on my phone list for so long and I cannot find it. So I'm trying. I'm trying. So I really like how all three of them show up and make Henry let them into the castle and how he shows them what he's about to do. Because it kind of like diverts from the typical like where it's like it's all in secret and stuff. Instead, it's like, here's what I'm doing. You're about to witness me reanimate a fucking corpse, which is super dope. But, um, and we got to point out Colin Clive, who plays Henry Frankenstein, honestly fucking rips at this role too. Like, he really yeah. sells being sort of like driven mad by his work. Like, he's a mad scientist, you know. And also to point out how amazing this entire story is, uh, shout out to Mary Shelley. I've never read the book. Have you ever read like the book? Yeah, we read it in high school. Oh, really? Okay. Do you remember anything about yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, not a ton. Yeah. Um, I actually still have it, the okay. one from the school library. Okay. But, um, I do remember liking it. It's just, um, of course, different to read because it's from the 1800s. But <laughs> true, true. I that would definitely thing. recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Just to, um, like have that under your belt. Yeah. Okay. So in my opinion, I feel that this is the best. Eh, I already kind of said that earlier, so. It's all good. I'm going to cut that. So Henry does his experiment in front of the others, and this is where we get the insanely famous line. Should I try it? Should I do it? Yes, please. It's alive! It's alive! (laughs) (laughs) I had to back up from the mic. I didn't want to blow everybody's fucking eardrums out. Someone's just driving to work at their volume. They crash. Whoops. They crash their car. And they're not alive. (laughs) That's fucked up. Cut, cut. You got to keep that. Oh, no. 
so Henry's father is so wild, dude. Like with his hat, random hat, and like his pipe and his whistle while he talks. Like he's he always was whistling, and he also assumes that there's another woman in Henry's life, even though he's meant to be marrying Elizabeth, which is actually kind of sweet that he likes Elizabeth enough to like go berate his son to yeah. be like, "No, you get the fuck to your wedding, dude." <laughs> but yeah, this guy was absolutely wild. Um, while Henry and Dr. Waldman are talking about, uh, Henry finds out that the brain that he stole was the abnormal brain, which he says was a criminal's brain instead of the intended normal one. And Henry's looking a little nervous, honestly. Boom, boom, boom. Right? Uh, Frankenstein's monsters reveal is literally the coolest fucking thing ever, dude. Like the makeup, the lighting, Boris Karloff's performance, everything. He just like walks in. It's silent. I was like, fuck yes. I love it. Chef's kiss. Yes. They're dead ass so mean to the monster though. <laughs> like what the fuck? He doesn't. Yeah, like... they're like torturing him like with Dude. the freaking flames. Yeah, with the fire. Like he obviously doesn't like it. So, and then they, like they just straight up tackle his ass and tie his ass up. And then they like whip him and just fuck with him. What the hell, Fritz? You kind of had what was coming for you, dude. You know? Fuck. So the monster actually hangs Fritz, like I said, which is pretty dark too. Like, so in your version, did it show like Fritz's body hanging? Uh yes. Okay, okay. Then that means you did see like the full uncut version or whatever. So supposedly that was one of the scenes that they cut out. And same with showing Maria's body in the lake a little bit. Um, they like cut it way before he even threw her in the lake so if you saw all that stuff you saw the same no never mind i don't think so actually oh really um because when he throws her into the lake on the one that i watched yeah um it just like is he throws her in there and then that's it okay huh like it just shows him like kind of tossing her and then like that part ends he walks away like it doesn't show her body in the lake Right. Well, I mean, I guess I should clarify. Like, it shows her floating in there for a second, but it doesn't show like a rotting corpse or anything weird okay. like that. <laughs> yes, there's Could no rotting imagine? corpse. People but would there literally was... just puke everywhere and like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, especially because this movie's rated PG. Also, right. But yes. is it okay? Okay, interesting. Maybe it was then because. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm assuming I would, I, there would show like one thing and then not the other. So. Right. Yeah. They said in the cut version that was like originally seen in theaters was the Fritz hanging the Maria's like because like I guess they cut it to where it was just her showing him how the flowers could float. And then he stood up and then it cuts to the next scene of him, car- the dude carrying her body. Um, and then I think something else when he reanimates the monster in the beginning. So. But that does mean we also have two hangings in this film, which is wild. Um, but like I said, dude, Fritz was the one antagonizing him. So what do you yeah, expect? He whipped dude? him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck was up with the whip? Yeah, and was like fucking him with him with the uh, the torch. Like, what do you expect, yeah, dude? The torch. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, one funny thing to me is like how literally back in the day, it an ailment to like things, like if you weren't feeling good, was to just drink brandy. Like, they were just like, get him some brandy. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, like, that would make me vom. What the fuck? Yeah, the the medicine back then. Brandy, cocaine. 
for um, real maybe <laughs> together meth of some yeah. sort yeah some type of mescaline yeah <laughs> it's like okay uh, yeah, so Henry is overworked and leaves the castle with his family and his friend to get some rest. And while he's gone, Doc Waldman looks over the place and ends up getting sadly killed by the monster. And the monster escapes the castle. So that's how that kicks off. It all happens pretty quickly, if you think about it, obviously, with that runtime. Now we're in the ti- the day and age where you just saw Terrifier 2, which is a two and a half hour fucking film. Oh, Jesus so, I don't know how the fuck. So you're telling me I can watch Frankenstein three actual times? <laughs> what the <laughs> <You> fuck? <could>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of but here. But if you want to see uh, blood, 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 guts, blood, True. guts, more guts, more guts. God damn. And clowns. Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen Terrifier it yet, too. so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Henry and Elizabeth get married because they had it planned while they tried to get him back from the castle, so they just had to like reschedule it. But it seems pretty lit when your father is super rich, because... I, I Okay. Maybe you can help clarify. I'm a little confused. There's straight up like a fucking Midsommar celebration. And yes. is it all because of these two's wedding? Or I think so. I was, That's what uh, I got from it too. Yeah. yeah which a is A little wild. bit in awe. Because I was like, why are these people absolutely going berserk? Like, Over a wedding. Best day of their life. They're like right. dancing. Yeah. And he's like, well, the, the champagne made them happy. They're going to fight once it wears off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like well, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, either but way, it looks fucking sick. Line dancing. <laughs> yeah. Doing they're, the absolute most. They're vibing, yes. And it I looks fucking fun. Wish that I was there. For real. Same. <laughs> um Yeah, now we get the very infamous scene where the little girl Maria accidentally drowns in the water, even though he was just playing with her, he thought um he saw that the flower could float, so he thought that she would be able to as well. And to me, the scene is super tragic and a massive turning point yeah. for the monster. This is where he fully feels like he is a monster, I feel. And it's just super sad because, um, especially that the little girl doesn't judge him or anything. They just, she she liked him at first, you know? Yeah. Immediately, too, they're, like, sharing flowers. Yeah. She was wholesome. just like, will you play with me or whatever? I'm like, damn, that's yeah. sad. Um, they also dead threw a small child into a lake. Yeah, they did. So, what happened yeah. to the kitten is my question. Where's the oh, cat? shit. Maybe he ate it. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, pff, all right. So there is a tiny bit of a red flag. It's when Henry decides to lock Elizabeth in the fucking room. Maybe don't do that when there's a yeah. monster on the loose, dude. Also, don't lock your wife or soon-to-be wife or no, yes. now wife in a room. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to. And he's like, no, just get back. I'm like, um, he didn't even let, like, she said no. He's like, okay, well, yes. Yeah. She said yes. And then he just Hello? locks it okay. with his fucking <laughs> giant key. I'm like, okay, buddy. All right. Um, I think that one of the best shots of the film, other than these other iconic ones, of course, is when the monster is behind Elizabeth in the room waiting to start the wedding or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's even like creeping through the yeah. the back windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even a little bit like scary in a way. I could imagine being in theaters and be like, ooh, because like, Nowadays, we do similar things where the protagonist is like unsuspecting of yeah. what's coming and the creature, you see it as the viewer. So it's just unsettling. You know, it's like, oh, damn, what's about to happen? Also, when the dude brings his dead daughter into town, like he's just carrying her through the streets. That shit is wild to me. And it's just like really sad. And then also he like tells the sheriff dude or whatever the hell he is. Now he believes that his daughter was murdered by the monster. 
And now we begin the mob that begins to hunt him down, which makes me very sad. It's like the entire town who is hunting him down. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Because they're just like, they got together real quick, dude. Yeah, and they're like, on a mission. They right. were drunk on champagne. I was just going to say that. you got to imagine they're all fucking drunk and yeah. high on their cocaine and shit. God damn it. Yep. They're ready to kill, dude. The monster has a quick-ass death sentence. I mean, things aren't that much different these days, honestly. All right, so now we get the best-looking part of the fucking movie, but also the saddest, of course. The monster and Henry get into a fight, and he takes him up to the only place that he thought that he could go, which is, like, an abandoned windmill or something. Um, For some reason, yeah. I don't know why that exists, but it's there. And the monster really isn't too sure what to do, but the monster, for whatever reason, decides to throw Henry off of the top of the windmill, which almost kills him. So they all decide to light the windmill on fire with their torches, which technically except for the sequels, actually kills a monster, which makes me very sad. So this whole scene is very sad. Um, it sucks because, and I think this is why some people say Bride of Frankenstein is a little bit better because he justifies his feelings a little bit more mm-hmm. as the monster. In this, you do kind of question, like, why would he throw Henry off of the windmill? just because you know mm-hmm. and i know he like because he like throws him and he like catches on to the the fan part of it or whatever and then he falls the rest of the way but yeah it's just kind of like why exactly did frankenstein do that i'm not sure but it's still sad it's almost like like a puppy if that makes sense yeah. like it doesn't know any better right now yep and also like him being up there and like freaking out when it's on fire is just so sad. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And literally all he's seen since he like came to life was like violence. <laughs> he's right. The torch in his face. He's being whipped. Yeah. Um, and he was brought so he, in yeah. by violence too. Like lightning is yeah. very violent, you know, or electricity is very fucking. Yeah. So, huh. So it's kind of you, you like learn. Um, mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what he was saying and that's what he was being taught. So, Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's where the scene with Maria really takes into account is because that was the first bit of respite was by this tiny human. He's like, Oh, she's Mm -hmm. so delicate and she accepts me for who I am. She's unclouded by judgment because I feel like if they would have done the story different where he goes into town and people just start freaking out and, you know, like looking at him, like, I feel like that would be pretty, on tune as well with like how life is. So that would be tragic. And in a way that's kind of what they did. They just assume like, Oh, this monster fucking killed this girl, which he did. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just what makes this story. So like confounding to me, it's just so wild. So yeah, it all kind of comes full circle. And I guess in the original ending, they did actually have it where Henry was killed by the fall. And then it kind of ends with Frankenstein's death, but they thought that it was too dark or something. So they added in where Henry's father is making a toast to the house of Frankenstein. And it does feel like a departure from the story. Actually, it, like yeah. it feels so obscure to just be like, oh, cut back to the house. Yeah. And, and that's it. there's the house in flames. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, OK. Um, interesting. Like that. Everything is good now. It's like, all right. Even though like there's still like a dead girl in town and. We just burnt down a windmill and there was a monster that my son created. And, you know, I just feel like 
there's more to that conversation, but and I guess this is why people do consider Bride of Frankenstein like even that much better because they do kind of touch on that kind of stuff. So yeah. if you haven't seen Bride of Frankenstein in a while, I do highly, highly recommend going to give that one a watch as well because in a way that one's just as tragic because of how the bride reacts to him. So, and like, I also don't judge if you've ever or not never really actually sat down and watched it. Um, I get it. Like these universal classics are the kind of movies that a lot of people assume that they've seen and like sat and watched until you actually do that. And you're like, Oh, I like mm-hmm. missed this. You or know? it's, yeah, like not actually that movie. And they actually saw something that was like based off of that movie. Right. Um, yeah. And they're like, oh shit, like this is <laughs> like yeah. a very old movie from the freaking 1930s. The one that <laughs> yeah. I thought I saw was like recently. Exactly. So. Yep. Yep. Oh, I, I it was the Mel Brooks uh, Young Frankenstein movie <laughs> I saw. <laughs> yeah, the one where Brad Pitt plays <laughs> yeah. Dracula. That wasn't For the real. original. Exactly. So, yeah, I, I just ultimately I feel like all these black and white horror is so good for Halloween time, Courtney. Yeah. Fuck. I love it. I know. So it's much. the vibes. I love yes. the vibes. Like, I literally want to go on like because you literally mentioned Carnival of Souls. I want to go put it on now. <laughs> so I might. You should. <laughs> I have just enough time before bed. So, yes. All right. Well, that was all my notes. Do you have anything else to add before we get to our ratings and shit? Shit. I do not. Awesome. Okay. Let's jump into the sad, very sad cause of death by fire. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, and angry mobs. And angry fucking mobs. Trumpers, probably. <laughs> Trumpers. Sorry. Yeah, probably. What Those is this, January 6th? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So since I chose it, oh, man. Um I know I gas it up the entire time. I ultimately think there is room for improvement, but it is a 4.5 out of five. It is a damn oh. near perfect film. I love this shit so much and it's great for a mood setting. Uh, it's great for having on the background. Yeah. It's just everything. I just thoroughly enjoy this film film. I think for me, the invisible man is a five out of five. So I just ruined it if we ever cover it, but that's okay. Nobody. Will <laughs> Um, but I kind of guess that. Though. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to hear what you feel about Frankenstein, though. I am going to go with a 4.1. Okay. There you go. Still super I think solid. it deserves yeah. more than a 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A teeny tiny. Well, yeah, I'll say 4.1. Because it, it does deserve a 4.5. But right, right. I mean, keep it you know. Yeah, and I get that. Like, not everybody is as into black and white horror like Sir Jensen Harper is. You know, so I get it. You are the black and white horror king. I, I, I will really say. am, dude. I love it, and I show. do love it myself. Um, yeah, not like for always. Yeah. Um, but like it definitely. Well, I guess it. Like I, I couldn't watch like one after another after another after another. Yeah. But I do appreciate them very much, and I yeah. love them also. As yeah. you know, like Psycho, I think I yep. give like a five out of five. Yep. Um. So yeah, it just has like, cause it's not like super, um, like scary. There's not the gore. There's not that kind of stuff, but it right. is like spooky, like the, like scary aesthetics. It's, yeah. um, like dark mm-hmm. and ominous. Oh yeah. Big time. It's just, yeah. All around it's a good just, time. I love, like it just reminds you of like a dark stormy night. Yep. Yep. Putting like, that's the perfect thing is like turning the lights off, putting on 
this kind of movie in the background and just vibing with your like mm-hmm. hot apple cider or something like yes. that. You know what I Especially mean? Especially during Halloween time. It just For makes real. that feeling It's perfect. Heightened. Like leaves are falling outside. Come yeah. on. Perfection, dude. So. All right, guys. That was Frankenstein from 1931, directed by James Whale. A very, very delicious time. Just super sad, actually. This was kind of a sad and tragic. It was episode yeah between the director's story and the actual story of the film so but we're here we're alive and reanimated so <laughs> um <laughs> it's still abnormal though right, exactly <laughs> still criminals <laughs> um so next week we're gonna continue with the spooky vibes but we're gonna keep it kind of loosey-goosey we're inviting our partners on to join us for just like an all-around what we watch around halloween time um, you know, we've done similar things like last year and shit, but yeah, we're just going to compile like lists, each of us and just talk like all the stuff we like to watch around this time and just probably get a little crunk. You know, I'm going to have some drink in my cup. I'm going to have a natty daddy. I'm going to have a good time before the spooky vibes hit and it'll get you guys right in that mood for spooky night. Spooky night. Spooky night. I'm and so I, excited. I know, dude. But also Same. sad because I don't want it to be over. Oh, I know. Moving on to fucking Christmas time, I guess. Or, well, Thanksgiving. But, you know, whatever. Um, I'd also like to announce that, like, we're going to put out a bonus episode. I think I'm going to put it out Sunday before Halloween, the night before Halloween. So you can kind of have some pre-Halloween fun. And we're just going to um, talk about all the new releases that have come out, like, this month and bigger horror things that have come out for you know the general horror or like halloween time stuff so we're gonna do that look forward to that it won't be too crazy long or anything we're just gonna run them down and see what we can catch oh and also you will be back from telluride horror festival which is super rad and you will have you'll also give us a rundown in that episode of what you caught there as well just with no spoilers because we won't be able to catch them yes (laughs) (laughs) i will be keeping a lot of notes yeah, in my okay. brain, on oh, yes. paper. Yep. Yes. Well, and we get to, uh, on that episode, we get to talk about one of the ones that you get to see the premiere yeah. of, though, VHS 99. That's going to be super fucking rad for you, because I know that's one of your faves. And uh, did you catch whatever the last one was, VHS 90-whatever? Um, I didn't get to finish it, and I keep meaning to finish it. Oh. Um, okay. I know. Because what was it? VHS, like... What was it? Like 90, 91? What the fuck was it? 93? Let me go look. <laughs> I literally 94. don't. 94. <laughs> 94. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, to me, I felt that the, they kept getting worse and worse. Not in a bad way. Like I really like Hell Ratma. Oh my God. I love the fuck out of that one. Um, but yeah, they, they slowly got worse and worse in my opinion. The last one, a lot of people liked, but I didn't care for it. So. Yeah, because I love the first and second ones. I love those ones. Um, The, like, VHS viral, eh. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, But the first two are so freaking good. It's, like, hard to, um, like, follow up on those ones or, like, just kind of match how good those are. But I have a good feeling about 99. Yeah, I haven't watched, like, a trailer or anything, but I'm sure it'll be fun. So... That should be cool. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to your update on that. But if you guys want to uh, 
reach out to us, right? Is this no? <laughs> oh my god! I have no idea what's going on. Either. I don't either, dude. Why is this outro? I'm I'm outy. Um, if you guys want to talk to me about Universal Horror Monster stuff, you can catch me on Instagram at Jensen Harper and on Letterbox at Jensen Harper as well. If you want to talk to Courtney about how she enjoyed Telluride Horror Festival, uh, you can talk to her at Little Sky Dancer on Instagram. Yes. I'm posting more. Have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. She's trying, folks. Leave it be. I'm posting my address if you guys want to know where I live. Yep. Socials. I posted yeah. my credit card numbers the other day. Yeah. Yep. So. If you're wondering, just hit her up. <laughs> <laughs> I um, will tell you everything. Exactly. Uh, what should the listener do for us? They should give us a rating and review, and we will not drop their brains on the laboratory floor. Nice. But I might still because abnormal well, we brains might, yeah. rule. Yeah, we we yes. love baby abnormal brains. Yes. That's what it's <laughs> <at>. <laughs> Um and then yeah, if you guys want to catch us online, you can catch us at the Fright Crew on Insta and the Fright Crew Pod on TikTok. If I were to say anything, it's pretty tried and true. Stay reanimated, baby. Yes. Stay fucking, yeah. Stay abnormal brained. Stay many and stay things. Stay alive. Yeah. Please don't crash when Jensen screams. <laughs> oh, God. It's alive. Could you imagine? I'm like, you know, our <laughs> listenership went down quite a bit, and I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. It couldn't have been that scream earlier. Yeah, no for real. Uh, it's in the news. It's like, yeah, there was a podcast <laughs> episode. <laughs> I don't know. These speakers were blown out of the car for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> Oh my god. And it's uh abnormal brain. The person's abnormal brain was missing. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to that? I don't know. All right, guys. You're just like running past with like a hunchback. <laughs> and my cane. Uh, <laughs> my name is Fritz. <laughs> Everyone's like, you guys shut the fuck up and just hop For off. For real, now. hop off. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye.